0: a long time ago, on a comics page far, far away. Greetings and welcome to May the Panel Be With You, the Star Wars comic book show brought to you by the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I am Mike Ergoin. Oh, Mike Gorgoni is my name. And Boy, already struggling out the gate. Joining me, as always, the millions of voice crying out in terror to my old man on a spaceship, it's John Campbell.
1: <laughs> you know, I am crying out. Uh, I don't know if I'm in terror at this point, but man, we're not exactly uh, even jumping forward. We're not in like the, the cream of the crop of Star Wars comics still.
0: Look, just because we're covering a blatant cash grab doesn't mean oh. we can't take our same analytical wit and charm to this
1: book, John. I will say, each issue of this that we do, I, I am going like, how are we going to come up with any amount? of praise? It's just us going, yep, yep. That was also in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, also
0: what we're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're we're, we're still we're we're we're, not, we're we've jumped forward a little bit to 1977. Or 1997, from 1977. Correct. Uh, Uh, Yeah, we have jumped a whole
0: 20 years in the future so that we may endeavor to cover the comic book adaptation of Star Wars A New Hope, the special edition. Uh, uh Specifically, the comic book originally published by Dark Horse, but... Uh, eventually reissued as the version we're reading it under the I Marvel Comics logo.
1: Love these republished issues of the things that are on Marvel or, uh, Unlimited, where they have just jammed the Marvel logo where the Dark Horse logo used to be on the cover. They're <laughs> like, nope, Marvel.
0: Always Marvel. It was always Marvel. Don't you understand? Yes. uh, We are covering issue number two, which was published on January 8th, 1997, uh, written Mm. by Bruce Jones, pencils and inks by Eduardo Barreto, uh, Al Williamson helping out with inks, James Sinclair on colors, and Steve Dutero on letters. Right. Uh, Yeah. We are back in the thick of it. If any of this sounds familiar, it's because we're covering one of the most iconic movies of all time, and this is the weird janky abridged version of it
1: yeah this is really uh, we talked about when we were doing the one from the 70s that it felt very slavish in a lot of ways to like wow do you have to include all that this has the total opposite approach of everything is like a you know Mm -hmm. then the guy then they, they do the thing you know from that movie you like right right yeah we talked
0: about this a lot in the last episode of our coverage, and so I don't want to belabor that point. But right. yes, there is a lot of hand-waving of, well, you know, they, the line is there, and your brain can fill in what's around it in terms of context, so they don't it's, work too hard.
1: No, it's a, there's a real, like, you've seen this movie like a million times, so we don't need to... Uh, but,
0: On that point, I want to get to the cover right away, because we've seen these movies a million times, John. We've read comic adaptations, I've read the novelizations,
1: we've... I read the original yeah.
0: ...shouldn't have any surprises for us. So, pardon my surprise then, when I look at the front cover of this, and front and center, there is a character that I, Mike Gergoni, do not
1: recognize... I was so glad because I'm like, I don't know that this has... You're talking about this droid that's in the middle here? This droid right in the middle here next to Jabba.
0: No idea.
1: It doesn't even look like any droid I've seen in Star Wars. It's like vaguely battle droidy, I guess, and it's got... It's like a battle droid got merged with IG-88, like...
0: Yeah, but it's like head is weird and elongated, yeah. and it's got this like strange rib cage thing that's a little bit like grievous, I guess. But again, yeah. this is all this
1: is from 1997. This
0: predates all of the prequels.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's where I don't quite understand. The other thing is because this is all this connecting cover thing because the the, all the four issues made one thing though. Mm-hmm. Um, weird though that it's like Jabba and Boba Fett and Greedo are here. Even though they were in the last issue,
0: yeah, and like I think a lot of the like characters standing there that frame Boba Fett's helmet down in the bottom left corner, those yeah. are like the other mercenary type characters that are in right. the ad re-added scene with Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo, mm-hmm. and which never had Boba Fett. That was a total creation of the special edition, of course. Correct. Uh, so I, I'm gonna. Keep talking a little bit. I'm gonna go back into that first issue and see <laughs> in that like in that added scene if there's robots in the background somewhere, and I just oh, didn't if the, uh, this
1: guy's in there, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I will say I do love the the Doctor Ball representation on this cover, though. The fact that he made <laughs> any cover, yeah, see, that, that droid went through all those years of medical school, learned all that stuff about uh, how to attach hypodermic needles and scissors to his robot form. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad he's finally getting represented. Yeah, good for Dr. Ball. Okay.
0: I'm I'm um not on what you're watching on YouTube, but on my phone here. I'm looking okay, at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the comics. Hey, so really good a two-screen, podcasting.
1: A two screen
0: experience for us. <laughs> two screen experience. Right. So uh the the scene they re added back to a new hope that was cut from the original movie that they added for the special edition is yes. to remind our listeners job of the hut. Uh, confronting Han Solo in the uh, near the Millennium Falcon before they leave Tatooine. And- Han it's an awkward scene that they had to like completely remaster because oh. the actor they had playing Jabba the Hutt would later be turned into a giant puppet in Return of the Jedi.
1: Well, it, yeah, they had to completely do that and for no reason because that scene serves absolutely no purpose and should be cut by any objective of like uh, story pacing.
0: Right. And it actually kind of like downplays how dangerous Jabba the Hutt is when Han like blatantly steps on his <laughs> tail. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mess. Looking at the frames as presented in the comic book adaptation, we see oh. some like scum and villainy accompanying Jabba the Hutt in this sequence, including right. it only one panel with Boba Fett standing there. In the other three <laughs> panels, in which we see other mercenaries, none of them are this robot.
1: What, so, what is this? Just by the way, this is Dave Dorman who did the cover art here. This mm-hmm. is just some creative license on his part to go, I just want to add my own little thing to the Star Wars universe. This
0: is Mecro the Starkiller, a character of his own invention that he is inserting <laughs> into this cover in a hope yeah. that he will get his own spinoff series. Fingers
1: crossed. We're still waiting. <laughs> Star Wars. So,
0: yeah. Uh yeah, no idea. Again, like you said, this is part of a larger collage. So you got one quarter of the Death Star in the bottom left corner. Yeah. So this is the top it's right a, a, of the portrait that would eventually be formed here. Which
1: is a, which is a cool idea, and as we talked about on the last episode, very uh, indicative of comics of this era as yeah. the comics as collecting uh, thing. You know, right? Right. Uh, uh, all right. Let's open this up moving on uh, we get our
0: awesome Star Wars timeline we talked at length last episode about how yep. like this comprises what we knew as the history of Star Wars back in the late oh, 90s over this thing we had no choice right uh, we, we get uh, our credits here and moving on I love the Disney is now has a logo in the bottom of this issue uh, here on this first page <laughs> yeah no that wasn't there before oh well nope moving on Good uh, we start with uh, the, the Death Star near the planet
1: Alderaan. I'm sure nothing
0: is. bad will happen.
1: No, I just, I, I was real worried, though, about this whole thing. So much tension in reading this. Uh, <laughs> we've got the, de- and so and we go to the Death Star control room. Uh, yeah, so I mean, be- I will say the, the, the one point is I think the art across the board is pretty good in this. It is what we consistently malign about
0: comics back in the 70s depending on the artist is mm-hmm. it is consistent yes now I, I agree. It, it's quality i would say like i think this is a pretty lazy tarkin and like I, yeah yes weirdly leia looks the okay
1: weirdly the 70s book had a better cushing likeness yeah here he just sort of looks like old man Like, they kind of do some of the, but man, they're not going enough on those cheekbones. They're there a little bit, but the cheekbones were everything on Cushing. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is really not capturing how gaunt that man was. No, it also
0: shows him wearing shoes, which famously Cushing was wearing slippers during this whole scene. And he brought
1: that up at every fucking convention Q&A thing. You know, I wore slippers because I was more comfortable than those. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, Cushing, uh, for those who listen to uh, Campbell and Jones Meet the Monsters, uh, we're huge Peter Cushing fans over there. And also, we talk a lot about how he was a huge nerd himself and spent a lot of time loving genre stuff. So uh, that guy was the real deal. Like, uh, he he was psyched to be in a space movie.
0: I mean, him and Christopher Lee both, those are, like, the two pillars of, like, early nerds becoming, like, part of the genre they love.
1: Guys who, it wasn't like, oh, we are actors who have to, this is like, no, we are psyched to be making sci-fi and horror. This is Mm -hmm. what we want to do with our lives. Yeah,
0: obviously Christopher Lee, like, had his resurgence when we got Saruman and...
1: Uh, Count Dooku. I mean, they both end up in Star Wars, Cushing and Lee, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Admittedly, decades apart. Decades apart. It's a bummer they never got to do it together because they Mm. were great friends and frequent co-stars.
0: Total sidetrack, but I do want to get your take on this. If Peter Cushing had survived, where would you cast him in Lord of the Rings if you had to replace somebody with Peter Cushing? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh man! Because my first instinct is Denethor. Okay, yeah, as the the Regent of Gondor. I like no that's offense to kind of to what, Noble. I think he did a fantastic job. That's
1: kind of what I was thinking, and and actually, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say the John Noble part. So I'm glad you actually said the character's name. Which does, yes, I think that would be great. Cushing as a regal royal character makes so much sense, right? Like a guy mm-hmm. who. Just like yes, he commands that. No, I think he'd be great. I mean, obviously, he would have tried for Gandalf, um, yeah, as everybody did, obviously. and and he at a certain point that might have worked. Um, but in in comparison to an Ian McKellen, um, he's he's not. Yeah. He doesn't have. Cushing was more gentlemanly than mm-hmm. he was. Like you shall not pass. You know, that was more the Lee side of it. He was right. the Van Helsing right. to the Dracula mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, anybody who hasn't seen his Frankenstein movies, he has one of the best portrayals of Frankenst- of Dr. Frankenstein, Peter Cushing, because he he's just a psychopath. It's yeah. not like, oh, I was a good guy who was just like, no, I'm just bad. I'm just mm-hmm. doing this for evil, and I will murder, and I've always loved just straight-up bad guy Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about that energy as... Tarkin, he's just like a guy who, dude, this is his, he, he, he enjoys this work, man. Yeah.
0: No. And again, I want to, don't want to belabor this point, but this is another scene where we have a lot of iconic lines that mm-hmm. are given zero gravity. And they're just jammed into the middle of a speech bubble somewhere.
1: It has and my favorite pushing line in it, which, uh, co host of Camel Jones Me the Monsters, I do the impression of his charming to the last. Mm-hmm. And, The whole like you may fire when ready, like that's just jammed to the end of a speech bubble. And yeah, the the speech bubbles, and I don't know, I don't know who to blame exactly on this, whether that's a writer decision or an an, uh, a a letter decision. But the idea that these aren't broken up to be spoken in the way they, because we can all hear this scene in our head. So the idea that you're just jamming some of these lines when they should be broken up, where it's like this, uh that the whole, like, you can fire when ready should be its own bubble. Like, that should be a separate thought. And that's in a modern reinterpretation,
0: that, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Whether or not that's the writing or the lettering or I just, don't know, like, Yeah, because this is a book published by Dark Horse, there are certain, like assumptions i can't make about the the process like there's the famous marvel style of like okay you have the art the the script and then the art laid down and then like Mm. that was obviously starting to break down a little bit by this point especially over at marvel um yeah once you had like auteurs like uh lee and like uh some of those other guys taking the eventually the image guys that would take over the scene in like the early 90s yeah frank miller and
1: stuff when he was doing daredevil as well yeah um, but yeah, the, the, no, there's, there's no question. I don't, and I just, uh, you talk about the cash grab of it. And I think there is some of that feeling to it. This is not like sloppily done, but it does feel a little hurried. It, this doesn't feel thoughtful in how it's created. The word I kept coming back to
0: is perfunctory. It is. Yeah. This is what it, this is a Star Wars comic book. You know that. I know that there's everything here that could, you could call a Star Wars
1: comic book. And no one
0: could argue that it isn't a Star Wars comic book.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like when we were doing the 70s book where we can really harp on it. Everything is baseline professional, but it's also soulless. Mm-hmm. Like, like I kind of miss how weird the 70s one was. I mean, speak of a big
0: difference in comparison. This next page where we have the, the firing activation sequence, we have the laser, we have Alderaan blowing up, and... That has become so iconic that you couldn't not do it in a comic book now. Whereas mm-hmm. in the 70s comic, they didn't have any of this. They just had a big splash page with a big psychedelic explosion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although I, I gotta say the the him giving the command while like mid-turn and walk it is a weird thing for Tarkin in this first panel. Yeah, I He's like saying this over his shoulder, it almost feels like they're like, it, it, it feels like a bad comic book artist impulse to be like, oh, everybody's just kind of standing around talking in this scene. Let me give it a little movement. But it's so unmotivated. Yeah. The other
0: weird Where's going? movement on this page is like the downward angle that the laser out of the death Star yeah! fires seems odd to me. That yeah. it curves
1: once it reaches its point. <laughs> really? Oh, hey, before we blow up Alderaan, bring the Death Star in a little high so we can shoot down at it. That'll be pretty rad.
0: Sir, I don't <laughs> think the firing array can do that.
1: Oh, I said it's going to be pretty rad, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Death Star equivalent of holding your gun sideways.
0: Tell me, Lieutenant, have you ever heard of Orson Krennic? No, can't say I have, sir. That's right. Now, don't yeah. be an Orson
1: Krennic about this. <laughs> I want a poster in Tarkin's office that says, "Don't be an Orson Krennic." What <laughs> to that guy? Am I right? Uh, I love the character of Krennic because I love that he's middle management. So next page, speak about things that just, like,
0: get jammed all into one sequence. We have the whole training montage, space chess, and Han saying he doesn't believe in the Force, all in the same page. And Obi-Wan going, oh, millions of voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. Oh, no, this is he
1: just had a bad migraine this day, right? Oh, God. Mm. Like, because once again, I mean, and I know it's a comic book, but in the movie... Alec Guinness, when he does... He does, like, a whole... Like, he has to sit down. He's like, oh, oh, my God. Like, he really feels it. Here it does just so he's like, ooh, ooh, I think that was millions of people dying. Hey, brain deep. freeze,
0: brain freeze. need to lay off yeah. on margaritas.
1: Yeah. Oh, these frozen margaritas are a little cold. It really... It, yeah, it has that... I mean, both the thing where he's in the background. Also, these poses on Luke with a lightsaber are so weird. He reminds me of
0: Star Wars Kid. The guy who got really yeah. famous early in the internet for yep. swinging around with a lightsaber and everyone was sort of making fun of him and it's like yeah. a weird cautionary tale in the internet and
1: that's what these actually, poses remind me of. Luke is kind of the opposite of this in the movie He's actually a little hesitant with the lightsaber. This makes it seem like Luke is going Hey what's going on
0: everyone? Wow! And it's like his leg is swinging out weird. And yeah, we don't really get a sense in the comic book of what's supposed to be happening here because we don't get introduced to the whole concept of block the little laser beams that the ball is shooting.
1: But you're supposed to know that because you've seen Star Wars. It doesn't even do the thing with the I can't see anything with the blast shield down. Yeah, right. None of that's in here. And that is the thing that sets up what he does at the end of the movie. Is don't trust your eyes. Yeah, trust in the yeah. force. Kind of a super important beat for the story. Uh, <sighs> yeah. And then another iconic thing that... Yeah, just the one panel of the hollow chest going like... There you go. There right. it is, we, don't, kid. we don't even get the... Let the Wookiee win line. Yep. It's just there going... This is this is the most that. Where it's like, see, they're doing that. You know what happens. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Uh, all, so the all of those lines are happening in the gutters of this page. Also, the... Weird thing where where uh, Han Solo has a ha-ha before he says ancient religions. I don't remember him going, ha-ha, hokey religion. I think he I, snorts I, derisively. I think that that's the thing where they're trying to convey like a subtle Harrison Ford acting beat, but by making it a ha-ha, now he's just Nelson from The Simpsons. Ha-ha, hokey <laughs> religions. <laughs> yeah. And also just... There's no look at how grim this last face on Han Solo is. Think about how he says that in the movie, Harrison Ford doing that, like, kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. But here he's just going, kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. There's no mystical energy field that
0: controls my destiny. Yeah.
1: You son none of a of bitch. The, yeah, Han's so grim here. There's none <laughs> of the charm that makes him such a beloved character. Because it's not like he's not he's not sitting here going like Fuck the force, man. He just goes like, oh, you guys believe that? Lame, right? Yeah. Like it's just he's supposed to be cool here. They make him smug. I mean, he is a little smug, but he's supposed to just be like, been there, done that kind of thing. It's just it just weird choices. Yeah. And again, it's all jammed down
0: into one page so that we can like very quickly on the next page get to, we've gotten to Alderon. Wait, there's no Alderon.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And just so we get this quick little flat jump back to the Death Star with this guy reporting that there's nothing on Dantoine. Right.
0: She lied to us? How could Princess Leia, famed rebel leader, lie to us, the Imperial Navy? She lied to us.
1: Yeah, I I do like the she lied. She lied to us. <laughs> but Vader's face is so trustworthy. That's your face, right, Vader? Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Is he a robot? Is he a guy in a suit? Nobody knows right now. <laughs> and back to Vader's pink dialogue bubbles.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's up with those. We're just
1: going to have to accept them and move on. Yeah. I just mm, I bubble I have some bubble gum in my mouth that I was mmm mm-hmm. uh terminator immediately. Yeah, they end up on Alderaan. Weird. This book doesn't do a lot of heavy shadows, but for this one panel does. This this heavy shading on Han's face. As a
0: guest anchor, Mike Mignola showed up for one panel. It, I mean,
1: really, it does. It looks like they just <laughs> had Mignola draw Han Solo, and then it's right back to him looking normal in the next panel.
0: Weird choice. You watch. It was the the penciler like really fucked up his
1: eyes, so they had to cover it by like really deeply and shadowing his face. <laughs> also, can we also? I guess this is, uh, being we're both big Muppets fans, so I love that they had Beaker do these. uh Sound effects for the alarm on the uh, meep meep meep. (laughs) Oh, I would love it if. First off, Disney,
0: you are wasting an opportunity to have a Muppet version of Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, insane.
1: You own both things. That's. uh, It's like, do you guys like money?
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) just make it rain all day long.
1: (laughs) Well, you and I would devote our fucking lives to Muppet Star Wars if they did. that. That would be my new religion. It is just like, man, two of the things I've loved the most my whole life together at last.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Another really like fast deviation because like we're not really talking about much in this book. Like I said, it's Dude, just it like 20 minutes of novel. content in this comic. So go for it. now. <laughs> which Muppets are which characters in Star Wars? Oh, okay, all right. And who, and who is the human? Because like I have a pitch for who the human character is. Because mm,
1: mm. I feel, I mean, I feel like the obvious Kermit the Frog to luke skywalker right sure yeah absolutely That's, he's your hero mm-hmm. miss Piggy is princess leia obviously yep, 100%. Uh, well, again.
0: in that case shouldn't kermit be han solo
1: oh yeah you're kind of right i mean Bear is chewbacca is the easiest right yeah 100 percent uh because i think
0: i i think that makes gonzo and rizzo are 3po and r2, yeah, and, r2. and r2 yep 100 yeah. percent, absolutely is the human character Obi-Wan? Uh, no. I think uh, Obi-Wan is, like, Dr. Teeth or somebody. I was gonna um, say maybe Sam Eagle. Sam Eagle as Obi-Wan would be pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yoda still remains Yoda in the second. What is Yoda. The same yep. puppet, yep. Frank Vance um, is already
1: here, so go for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I Maybe Luke is, um, oh, what's his name? Who's uh, Kermit's assistant on the show? Um... Scooter? Scooter. Scooter is Luke.
1: Yeah. That uh, could work.
0: Darth Vader is the human. You don't change Darth Vader a lick.
1: Darth Vader is just Darth Vader. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that works. That works. <laughs> alternatively, maybe Sam Eagle is Tarkin.
0: Mm, Sam Eagle as Tarkin is Tarkin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: popping yeah. up. Oh, and when we get to the Emperor, it's collectively two Emperors and a Stalin and Waldorf. Yeah, 100%. Like the Marley Brothers now, it's just there's just two emperors, and it's both of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rolf is Lando. Rolf is Lando, yeah, 100%. That's what I'm talking about. Look, that took us five minutes. Disney. It's right there, man. It's right there, yeah. I don't know. There's a Disney Plus special for you. My God. By the way, make more of those I really like that Haunted Mansion one they did with the Muppets recently. That was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just do more of that. I just need more Muppets in my life. Okay, back to the comic.
0: Now yeah. I'm just going to cool. think about uh beaker being inside the uh beaker's eventually, uh, eventually L3. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we eventually uh we cut to the next page. We have like, "Oh, it's a short-range fighter. Oh, where did it go? Oh, it's going to a moon." That's no moon. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's no moon. That's no moon. It's a space station. Turn the ship around." All one dialogue box. <laughs>
1: That's no bonus the space station. Turn that ship around. What? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's it's just like, we got to go, baby. We just got
0: to cook through this thing. Right. They're caught in the tractor beam. They're getting dragged into the Death Star. We do get a good sense of scale with the Death Star this time around. I like Um, that. I do like that. Again, we've had 20 years to know what Star Wars looks like. So, like, the cockpit always looks right. The ships always pretty much look
1: right. Yes, the detail. There's much more detailing in it. There's much more understanding of that. Once again, on whole, the art is quote unquote. It, yes, more, more professional, more polished. Not necessarily but not necessarily great comic book work in general. But like, yeah, I can't like. It's like a B minus. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, they're doing it.
0: So we get the Millennium Falcon getting drawn into the Death Star. Uh, We've got Vader rolling up being like, hey, what's going on here? Oh, this is the ship that blasted
1: out of Mosiah's No one's aboard. Hey, what's going on here, everybody? I said, yeah. (laughs) Once again, here's another opportunity for two dialogue bubbles. I sense something. They put an ellipses. Interesting choice. A presence I've not felt since...
0: And again, you've seen the movie, you know how it's supposed to sound, you just insert it in your head, but in mm-hmm. a a better <laughs> comic book adaptation, they would give those each their own little dialogue bubble linked together
1: uh, with a strand, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That just gives it more like it's two separate emotional beads, Bump, bump. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so now they're hidden in the compartments. Boy, it's lucky you had these compartments. I use them for smuggling. Is that does he say that in the movie? I use them for
0: smuggling. I never thought I'd be smuggling myself. Is his line in the movie? Oh yeah, that's
1: a better line. They took that out. Yeah. Now it sounds like it's just like Han Solo. If you didn't know he's a smuggler, he says, "Don't worry, guys. I use them for smuggling." Yeah. Now yeah. it's just a statement of fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there. Oh, uh, we do
0: get the proper Obi Obi Wan line here of who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him. Great. Classic Obi-Wan line. Uh, all of the whole like tricking the uh Imperial guys into getting into their little break room, uh control room, um, is jammed into like two panels here. It's having coffee in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the about? idea that like some of the municipal guys are just having the worst day as these two assholes and their Wookiee friend are just blatantly killing people and like wandering through the station falling into garbage chutes. I'm
1: just trying to get through my reports for the day I think you know we gotta fill this shit out and make quota or whatever on the thing and and these people are really fucking things up for us
0: Vader said we had to scan every inch of that ship do you know how long that's gonna take
1: Ugh. Well, this, that's the thing actually the SNL the math the radar technician stuff uh, aside from the funny adam driver stuff but that is what a lot of those guys are doing just the day-to-day like they're in the mess hall and stuff like that going mm-hmm. like, oh man you hear about this shit i'm gonna tell you it's a it's a nightmare yeah it once, and it's the thing i like about krennic once again too like middle management of the empire like somebody's just putting in those tps reports <laughs>
0: well and that's why uh one of the antagonists in Andor is so effective. The yes. ISB agent, she's the one running down like reports and percentages of uh, like there's space the, traffic the, in certain there's sectors. There's
1: discrepancy between here and here. Yeah, yeah. It uh, like, no, it the most dangerous bureaucrat in the galaxy. <laughs> I love that. I love that because that's, of course. I mean, any kind of massive thing like this is going to have yeah a lot of. Ri- Red tape and paperwork and bullshit. Oh, no, you need to uh, uh, file the L-17 reports.
0: <laughs> I mean, hell, uh, the whole back half of that season with the whole prison stuff is just like, no, we've increased a we've percentage wise increased the number of years any Imperial prisoner is staying in prison. And it creates this enormous ripple effect across the galaxy.
1: hmm it absolutely it's a clerical error <laughs> and and also it's basically just like we've improved productivity and uh brought down costs right <laughs> uh on the next page of this comic speaking of bringing down costs
0: uh R2D2 everyone's favorite uh jacker inner um oh yeah he's going to jack in here uh no he plugs into the uh and the computer console here he finds the Uh, some schematics. They're trying to look for the the tractor beam controls. But he's
1: doing all that kind of in the background.
0: Yeah. Uh, But he keeps saying, he found her, he found her.
1: Uh, And they found Princess Leia, obviously. They did find Princess Leia, which leads to a Han Solo doing a Yeah, I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. Which is also a great line that you really need to hear the harrison ford i can imagine quite a bit you know mm-hmm. And also uh, another weird choice though this foreground chewbacca why just you know chewbacca's there don't forget about chewy but it is but he's the focus of it you're like why is chewy hearing this important to us i'm always into the visual language of the stuff where it's uh-huh. like it. For some reason, we're focusing on Chewbacca while those two are having that conversation. Like, he's like,
0: mm. Well, Chewie's listening in and going, I see the princess is in danger. Now it is time for Chewie's noble actions to take flight.
1: <laughs> now it's Chewie's time. Uh, all right. We, we, to we totally game. miss on the beat
0: of like. Hey, where are those binders? Don't worry, Chewie. I think I know what he's doing
1: None here. Not of that. Yeah. Forget all the Han Solo and Chewbacca bonding. That shit's not important. Yeah. <laughs> no, instead we skip straight to the Everything's Fine here
0: uh beat from Han in the detention level. We get the whole action also, sequence
1: there when they're taking over the detention level is boiled down to two panels. Two panels and once again, just look at facial expressions none of the lightheartedness of what he's saying. You wouldn't know this is funny if you hadn't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Based wouldn't get any
0: of the uh, the expression on his face of like wincing or, or the like trying, e- even though he's not face to face with the people he's talking to, still trying
1: to affect the customer service voice, right? Absolutely. And I don't, did they cut out the my favorite line, which is the everything's fine here. How are you? <laughs> That's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, the yeah, situation normal. You don't get the, where you just go, he's even doing, like, a voice in the movie. He's going, like, uh, situation normal. Yeah. And the boring conversation, anyway. It's all just, it's it's like, yeah, all this is happening in the movie, but you're missing the nuance of, I know you can't, obviously you can't hear it, it's, but it's a page, but how about you give him an expression? He's got the same fucking look on his face in all three of these panels.
0: Yeah, they're 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 drawing him a little bit like Clint Eastwood throughout this thing and it's just not yeah. how the character is supposed to be portrayed, I don't it's know. He's
1: really not Han is the gunslinger cowboy, but the performance kind of undercuts the traditional sort of like stoicism of that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so and he then, fires at
0: the console, we're going to have company, Luke goes in, uh we lose the line of aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper I mean that is
1: consistently throughout the, any kind of humorous character line out of here get it out of here yeah that's unimportant yeah we're we, just doing we, the, hit the
0: beats don't, don't don't worry about the fact that star wars the movie is fun
1: just, just ignore that fact that is the thing this is so serious and the movie is serious but yes there is a, a, a deafness of touch that i think sometimes at its worst star wars forgets about mm-hmm Um, Well, and
0: at the other end of its worst, it leans too hard into, a la Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Yes, well, yeah, that's all. Still the best description of him is a comic relief character written by a man with no sense of humor. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's all just like, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi, where is he? End of scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: What? Also, you'll have to watch a uh, limited series on Disney Plus 20 years from now to understand why Leia... Knows
1: the name Ben Kenobi. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, it's better than this. Uh, the but, but I do like that there's so much. If you're going to cut anything, stop cutting these conference room scenes. I mean, I'm not saying, but it's just like if you're going to lose anything, we can assume they're looking for them. I just love the idea of, like, let's cut short Luke and Leia dialogue to get more Tarkin and Vader in a conference room.
0: Yeah, if there's anything we could lose, it's maybe Tarkin exposition. Um, yeah. If, if you have to, like, wholesale start cleaving things out of the right. story to abridge it, it in some way.
1: Wh- where their priorities lie are so weird, and it almost feels like just because he looks cool, it's like, oh, don't cut anything with Vader.
0: <laughs> People I mean, love
1: Vader. Especially but Vader's not-
0: Oh, yeah, especially this point is what you're saying. I said, especially at this point in comic book history, in which bankable characters are what you use to sell comic
1: books like Wolverine. If he shows up in an issue of anything, he's on the cover. That was the all the all purpose. uh, If sales are flagging, put Wolverine in it was the Marvel attitude, right?
0: You you had best bet that Lobo was on the cover of everything at DC. The main man, the main man. Uh, himself. And if Vader can be put in a comic book, you maximize the amount of Vader.
1: even if he's literally just standing in a room like he is here, because really at this, all this actually all the stuff we've seen in this issue are scenes where Vader is just standing somewhere. To be fair, that is mostly what he does in the movie until the
0: fact in the, the first, last it, act. Yeah,
1: yeah, the beginning and the end are him sort of doing. Even the beginning, I guess he's just kind of walking around.
0: Well, oh, choking that one guy
1: out, which we lost in the last issue, oh, which I still can't. I mean, that is that is one of the coolest moments. Uh... <laughs> We got uh, Han and Chewie firing their blasters here. Uh, We do get the Leia
0: line. This is some rescue uh, and them getting cornered in the detention block. Leia on the next page, seizing control, grabbing a gun from Luke. The only way it is shown that she has actually taken the gun from Luke is a little squiggly line drawn on the page where yeah. Luke's hand is now empty, she now has the blaster, and there is just a single little swoopy line to imply that 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 is the mo- movement of the gun. Yep, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Just like, oh, we kind of like lost this transitional bit of movement, and between the pages, and the only th- we kind of had to just like little, draw a little swoop that'll
1: let people know what happened. <laughs> is this line? if I've if it is I've forgotten the wonderful girl. Either I'm going to kill her, or I'm beginning to like her. Yeah, I don't that's remember. 100 in the movie. Wow, I don't remember that line. I can
0: uh, I be, I don't think it's like that exact dialogue, but it's something to that effect. Uh, I can't decide if I'm going to kill her or kiss her. I think is maybe uh, mm. the line in
1: the movie. I don't remember exactly the, it just, the Yeah, it doesn't read right to me here. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's a, a slight change or something like that. I do Uh, love uh, Luke, like,
0: completely horizontal, diving into the wall.
1: (laughs) In this second panel. There's no indication it's a chute going down. It seems like he's just (laughs) just like, and I'm in the wall. Also, it's kind of like splooshing
0: outward, like he's entering some kind of wet hole in the side of the wall.
1: I, I, I don't know. There's so many weird things. Um... And again, at this
0: point, we've had 20 years to know exactly what this scene looks like. You could literally pull it up on a TV at this point on VHS. I think mm, DVDs weren't quite here yet. Not quite yet, just Uh, about. But but you could very easily have a copy of this on VHS and pause it at any of these scenes and literally... Trace or like copy and use a frame of reference for the literal frame of the film itself was not out of the realm of possibility. I
1: mean, if you're already going to be this lazy, like with the writing, you might as well get that lazy with the art instead. You're doing this is embarrassing. Yeah. So and then uh, they're they're going. uh, Luke leaps into his
0: wet hole. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And they end up down the trash compactor. Yeah, we just he's just he's fallen down there. Um, I like this Leia reaction of like, would be worse. <laughs> I don't and know what tell you. You hear the moan
0: down at the bottom of that. <laughs> panel. The ominous moan
1: with which leads Honda to say it's worse. Mhm. And also this this water has this real green toxic look that it doesn't really have in the movie. It's well, I mean the movie actually is it's just garbage water, which is grosser to me. Uh, Of course, in this adaptation,
0: we've replaced the Dianoga with the Toxic Avenger, so it makes sense. (laughs)
1: This does! Oh no, it's (laughs) Toxie!
0: Just a mop comes out instead of the eyeball, swivels around, and then dips back down into the green muck. (laughs)
1: Luke gets pulled under, Han is shooting down at it, we get a rumble... Yeah, on the next page, we get to the rumble. That's when the Dianoga, yes, I know that thing's name, uh, releases Luke. Boom, yeah. It releases him, and uh, hey, what's this? Now, uh oh, it's compacting. Something I love is, so recently,
0: I mean, spoilers for, I guess, the Book of Boba Fett, if anyone cares about that. But the two, I feel like you
1: would have watched it by now, yeah. Yeah, if you a, a
0: third of the Book of Boba Fett is, like, season 2.5 of The Mandalorian. And so he gets right. his new spaceship about, like, midway through this that season of Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. And one of my favorite, like, low-key Easter eggs in that show is... Is the the larger Easter egg is? Oh, his new ship is an N one Naboo Starfighter from Episode One. Rad! It looks so cool.
1: God damn! I always love that design. I love that that's sort of been resurrected.
0: But the like even more low key Easter egg in that scene when they're putting that ship together is I forget what the actual part is called, but they need to get it from some Jawas, and it is this bar they use to brace the trash compactor. In this scene, is the part they need for yeah. the. The Starfighter. I just thought that was like, oh, that's a prop I recognize because I've seen Han Solo lift it up to try to brace the trash compactor every single
1: time. Uh, the the Disney Plus shows have been really good about that where it's like, oh, it's fan service Easter eggs, but more like, oh, this would just be a thing that exists in this world. There's yeah. a purpose to this stuff. I li- I really enjoy that. It just contextualizes things we've seen, mm-hmm. whereas nobody fucking thought about that here. It was just get a weird oh. metal
0: pole. No, and I'm sure there was like a bunch of guys in the props department getting the trash bits of everything they'd built thus far, gluing them together and throwing them in a wet hole. hmm <laughs> And it worked. Uh, yeah, and, it really
1: did.
0: Yeah, we get all them right. slowly getting squeezed. They're like calling for 3PO, shut down all the trash compactors, 3PO doing his little panic thing on the next page, though that's yeah. all like jammed down into three panels, and then yeah. they're fine. So losing all dramatic tension for this scene.
1: Also, I don't remember this being as romantic a moment between Han and Leia as it is here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, look,
1: this is, this is them knowing where things are going. Sure,
0: and, and I'll you know? I'll take this like retroactive continuity of them beginning some kind of relationship over the like full on makeout that <laughs> Luke and Leia have in the seventies version. Long, long long. Yeah, Jesus. They really look some uh, tongue for luck is definitely what oh, Leo's yeah. saying.
1: All of a sudden it's like, guys, I, I I know we know in retrospect that isn't the case, but you guys sex this up even by just what you're looking at here. In the movie, it is a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in that they were like, Oh, come here. Mm. Uh <laughs> So, okay, we got Ben Kenobi shutting down the the uh, what was he the tractor beam, right? Yeah, he's got to shut down a couple of
0: different switches to turn off the tractor beam, which requires him to go into the vast power generator
1: trench. It's always one of those things that is total form over function. You're like, why would you build a thing like this, except it looks cool <laughs> as hell? Why would you have
0: an endless pit over yeah. a, beneath a vital piece of machinery?
1: Guys, uh... Excuse me, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. uh, We lost three more stormtroopers today down in the (laughs) control room and the power supply because they fell. Yeah, cost of doing business. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. It looks cool as
0: hell. Uh... Emperor Palpatine, we're designing your throne room for the second Death Star. Uh, We have these two pits here next to the elevator that just kind of careen off into the infinite void. You're cool with that, right? Yep. Okay. We thought so. We just wanted
1: to make sure and ask. Yes, I specifically said I wanted those. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Uh, All right, so we've got everybody. They're out of the trash. Everybody's back in their costumes. (laughs) It's such a... That
0: actually is one of the beats in the movie that I always have, like, a little bit of problems that I have to, like, get over. It's just like, wait, were they wearing that underneath the Stormtrooper armor?
1: It's a very comic book thing where it's like, no, no, we need to get back in our uniforms, right? We need to get back in our recognizable hero costumes.
0: It's like, I think if as a Marvel comic, they should have been wearing a trench coat and fedora. They'd have been unrecognizable.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody ever recognizes uh, Ben Grimm when he's... I was going to say, yeah. if it works yeah. for the the blue-eyed ever-loving thing or Godzilla, it'll work for anyone. That is still... We've talked about that. Maybe one of the greatest panels in the history of comics.
0: Yes. Marvel Comics also (laughs) used to publish a Godzilla comic. (laughs) And at one point he gets shrunk down while being hunted by S.H.I.E.L.D. and Dum Dum Dugan points at a clearly Godzilla in a trench coat and fedora going, that's Godzilla!
1: (laughs) And he's giving a like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh! It's the fuzz! Uh, So we get, once again we get what is kind of flirty banter in the, movie, the Look, your worshipfulness with just absolutely no expressions on their faces.
0: Nothing. Also, not to be like a super grammar nerd about this, but like mm-hmm. as written on the page, it says. Look, comma, your worshipfulness, comma, let's get one thing straight, period. I take orders Go from ahead. just one person, ellipses, me.
1: Yeah, that is weird.
0: Yeah. That is weird. Because I think Love. it should be, look your worshipfulness, uh, no comma there, comma, let's just get one thing straight, comma, I take what per- orders from just one person, maybe semicolon, but yet, maybe. I don't know. The
1: period is very strange after the let's get one thing straight, that is not the end of a sentence. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's just me getting like a little like, mm, your use of the Oxford
0: comma is uh, untraditional. Uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Was Vampire Weekend taught us though? Who gives a fuck about an Oxford comma? Um, <sighs> this day and age, you're more right than you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so there. Uh, Will someone get this big walking carpet out of my way? That's classic Leia. But once again, drawn. Yeah. And again, like be- this Han
0: moment be- of no reward is worth this. The expression on his face is so important for that line. Yeah.
1: No reward is worth this. I mean, everybody here, you might as well just go, somebody get this big wagon carpet out of my way. Hey, no reward is worth this. I mean, that's what it looks like based on the expressions on their faces. That's the big flaw of this artist. He is not good with the expressions at all.
0: I do love in this bottom right uh panel here, sneaking Obi-Wan though. Yeah. You just want to hear the dun 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 dun
1: that little handout and the thing where he's like, ooh, careful now. Uh-huh. Yeah, Just a little on. tiptoe step. <laughs> obi going to be very quiet now. Ooh. <laughs> it's like you want him to turn the camera and go, shh, don't. Gotta go. Yeah, that's right. All right.
0: <laughs> also, yeah, the whole what was that, like, force trick thing he does in these Stormtroopers, it's really tough to pull that off in the comic book because it's so reliant on, like, framing like three specific beats as well as a, yeah. a sound effect that kind of makes it clear what's happening. And in here, just them turning at what was that to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> They're both very drunk. Um, <laughs> well, what else are you going to do on the Death Star? Yeah, uh, man. We it's, get them running around the corridors. Yeah. On... And Chewie split up from Luke and Leia, so Han goes off to go shoot at some stormtroopers. Meanwhile, Luke and Leia find themselves at yet another vast, deeping pit as they reach the bridge so, of Casa
1: Doom. So many on this Death Star here. Mm-hmm. I do like. Uh, so we get, yeah, they're they're shooting. He blasts the door. He shoots the. I love on the next thing when he shoots the guy. The. Insert a, a panel of the guy falling is pretty great. The stormtrooper going taking a header is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. On the next page, Leia shoots the door, locks them in. They're in this
0: chasm. They're shooting. Yeah. the Because I believe that's where the Wilhelm scream is in the movie. Yeah. I, I, era, I'm certain it is. Yeah. When that stormtrooper takes the header. Yeah.
1: Uh, and he used the word bubble on that. Ah, on that. How, I mean, how, that, how that, that would that you is? write the Wilhelm scream? I don't know. Just give me an A H H H H H H H H.
0: See, I think it's an E E
1: E H. Y okay. A A H. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it, it ramps up into a yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 Wilhelm's. I just put fucking just put a word box as Wilhelm Scream. <laughs> yeah, just in brackets. Yeah.
0: Translated from Wilhelm Scream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luke throws his grappling
0: hook. And we get the for luck kiss, which is very fine and
1: platonic here. Yeah, uh, it is. And Luke has no reaction to it. I that. I oh.
0: just want to comment on oh. how Luke is holding this rope as they <laughs> swim. What- yep. Kind of weird ass monkey grip is that like was, reverse handed upside down grip he's got, he's got on the got rope?
1: It. He's got it. He's holding it normally in the panel where she kisses him, but then mm-hmm. for some reason he's swung around. He's swung his hand around and gripped yeah upside down without his thumb. Notice without, the rope
0: like comes out from between his fingers there. Odd. So strange. <laughs> that is. That's that's bad. That's and I really... I get it. Hands are hard to draw. It's, They're the, yeah. one of the worst things besides horses. Yeah, oh, horses. yeah, <laughs> but horses, yeah. Their out. heads are just too big. But yeah, they swing away. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm interested that we've noticed before in the previous issue that this comic will go out of its way to feature stuff that was added in the special edition. And they yeah. don't do the thing with Han here. They don't? Because in the special edition, they add a sequence in which Han runs into a lot more stormtroopers all of a sudden. Which is
1: actually one of the things I like that they added. It's actually a really good beat, I think. Mm -hmm. The the door opens
0: up and there's a whole hangar full of stormtroopers that turn and look at him.
1: Yeah. Instead, it's just sort of this, like, yeah, it just looks like it's all part of this chase Mm -hmm. with him and Chewie and the door. And it's mainly just because we got to get to the Obi-Wan vader fight which is truncated and especially the lead-up to it is very truncated all this dialogue is the fact that he's saying when i left you i was but a learner now i am the master while he's like Mm mid-fight is a little weird to me and the fact that they're like mid-clash while obi-wan
0: is saying you can't win darth if you strike me down i shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine
1: it's it's just it's not giving you the beats of the scene which is like clash clash dialogue clash clash dialogue like it's sort of like these beats in this thing of these guys fighting and conversing
0: here's a question i have for you here's what i question i have for you uh we we've complained some about the 70s rendition of what lightsabers look like like color aside but just like in terms of the visuals of how do you represent a lightsaber graphically what do you think of this interpretation where it's like they get bigger near the hilt and then they kind of taper off to a point
1: not nuts about these either because they it looks like fire coming out of them Mm, mm. which which is not i did nobody's capturing the 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 beam of it you know which i think there's this the the whole idea of it's a civilized weapon right so Mm. even though it's energy making it like a i mean look at that vader looks like he's holding a flaming sword
0: yeah no and this is actually i don't know this was actually kind of comforting to me because this is how I've seen lightsabers depicted in a ton of Star Wars comics because yes. within I, uh, the Dark Horse era of Star Wars comics, this is a very common uh, visual shorthand for
1: the lightsaber. Sure. And and with their Aruns and Sprow sound. Sprow. Yeah, that tracks to me.
0: I guess. Uh, uh, all right. But so yeah, we go on the next, the next page, page, we get Han and Luke and Leia and Chewie all meeting back up together. And we just hope that old man has taken out the tractor beam, uh, Han says, in a dour
1: graveyard grimace. <laughs> Han is the least fun character in this book. <laughs> it's so weird! It loses everything about the appeal of this character. Mm-hmm. I just hope that tractor beam's out of commission. I, I don't know what we're going to do if it's not. Uh We get...
0: Obi-Wan and Vader fighting in the distance. We have the stormtroopers distracted by it. I always was curious about those stormtroopers racing off to what? Just watch yeah. their boss beat up an old man.
1: Hey guys, <laughs> like somebody goes, there's a fight in the corridor. Oh shit, Vader's got his lightsaber out, man. This is nuts. <laughs> I don't know where it's Obi-Wan with a lightsaber. It's just got the WWE <laughs> Here comes Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, he's got a metal folding chair.
0: Off the top of the cage, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: In my lifetime, I have never <laughs> seen this. This is absolutely wild. Uh, and then to talking about more sneaking, because they go to watch it, and we just see the people in the background going, well, shit, we're going to go to the spaceship. then." Uh, <laughs> the Meanwhile, morning.
0: we wow. get, like, the... Suddenly we're in a romance comic panel of Obi-Wan on the next page. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that Luke.
1: He glances
0: (laughs) off towards Luke and then he has this beatific moment as Vader strikes him down. So odd to me that we get the Vader striking down Obi-Wan at a wide shot from the point of view of the crew getting back onto the Falcon.
1: And Luke's no is in a wide shot, is in the same wide shot. Behind him, so you don't get any of his facial expression going, No, yeah, yeah, it's odd. And for one panel, evil 3PO, what is that shadow with just the gold eyes glowing? He That's looks not so 3PO, st- they got
0: triple zero. <laughs> they
1: only think I'm 3PO. <laughs> <laughs> you also get, you get, you, d- you also don't get the beat of him with his foot going, Hey, where'd his body go instead he seems to be going over there well we do get the beat uh, on the la- the bottom of the page here I guess uh, yeah that's right they just do it over there but instead it's like his immediate concern is kill those teenagers hit! yeah, yeah. <laughs> get these blasted teenagers out of here before they ruin my scheme or I'm pretending to be a ghost uh, <laughs> old man Vader we should have known <laughs> We get the run, Luke, run, which once again, the ghostly font, you only know this is Obi-Wan's voice if you've seen the movie. Otherwise, that could be anybody saying run, Luke, run.
0: It's just the voice that he's hearing. Uh, Luke gets onto the ship. We got to get out of here. Hope that old man got the tractor beam out of commission or this is going to be a real short trip. Okay, hit it. All in one dialogue box. And then a shroom
1: to the end of part two. There you go, folks. Weird. Weird breaking point kind of for this. Actually. Yeah, I was going to ask what you think
0: about this as the end of part. There are some clear like act breaks in Star Wars, right? Yeah. And I feel like the act break after the end of act two in the movie is their escape from the, de- the Death Star, right? Yeah. And it ends after the dog fight. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be, obviously, the beginning of the next issue of this right, book. Right. But in terms of, like, a three-act structure, I feel like Act 1 is all the stuff on Tatooine and getting onto the Millennium Falcon. Uh, act 2 is everything on the Death Star and then the dogfight
1: and leaving. Act 3 is Trench Run and end of the movie. Well, that's why splitting this into four parts... Four is an awkward amount of parts for a story. You know what I mean? Like, it's...
0: It can be. It depends it on the story you're telling.
1: At but, least for this story. Yeah. Even they had to extend it out to six for the 70s one. But that, in some ways, makes more sense to me in that it's two groups of three parts. Mm. Where this, this creates this weird moment where you're like, is this the halfway point of the story? Not really. No. If If anything, it feels like
0: if you were to try to find a midway point in A New Hope, I mm-hmm. feel like it would be getting drawn into the Death Star, like arriving at Alderaan?
1: Part two would would end, right? Is they Mm. are on the Death Star. Yeah, which
0: would imply that part one should have ended sooner. Right.
1: Then part... Like, I would have said part one would end there. I would end... Well, let's see. Part one would end with them, I guess, on their way to the Death Star. I guess it's kind of... Makes sense that then this starts with the destruction of Alderaan and then, but then it feels like part three should be the Death Star escape and dogfight outside of it. And then part four is Yavin and the battle overhead.
0: No, instead we're going to have like, I've read ahead a little bit. So issue number three ends incredibly awkwardly right at the beginning of the trench run. Oh, weird. It's
1: really weird. weird. And devoting a whole issue to the trench run is not a good call.
0: It's odd, to say the least. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, weird, weird, weird. Well, I guess we'll have to find that out next week when we read issue <laughs> three. <laughs> yes, strap in, uh,
0: because we're in for a wild ride of dogfights and explaining how to defeat the Death Star.
1: <laughs> so much explanation, man. That's what we need more of is exposition mm-hmm. in
0: the Star Wars movie. General Dodonna is going get to get his time to shine, I'll tell you what. He's like, mm, my time for my close up. It's Dodonna's turn now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me explain to you about
1: a thermal exhaust port. Excuse me out of the way, kids. Get out of here, pretty people. It's it's show now. Uh uh well, uh so if you enjoyed this and you you want to help support the show, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe uh, if you're listening to it on uh, on any podcatching software or if you're you want watching- uh,
0: let us know in the comments below where you think the, like, if you had to make four issues out of Star Wars, where yeah. you put the brakes. So let us know in the comments.
1: You agree or disagree with our decisions there. Uh, and, uh, and, or course, what
0: Muppets would you put in the Star Wars? Muppet oh, there
1: special. you go. Yeah, we came up with a lot of stuff that isn't related to this comic specifically. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and make sure, of course, you ring that bell for uh, notifications uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, and uh, be sure to support us over on our uh, Podbean patron page, which is patron.podbean.com slash punch up. There's going to be a lot of cool exclusive content over there. It's true. Uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of issue
0: two. Next week, of course, we're into issue number three of the 1997 Star Wars on New Hope Special Edition comic book adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But, uh, so join us then next week. But as always, I've been Mike Ergoni. I'm John Gamble. And may the panel be with you.